Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. Let's, um, yeah, let's start off firstly. Tell me, um, tell me how the, the Greyhound Facts um, Oz or OZ, if, if people are trying to find it on social media, tell me how um, that all uh, came about. And obviously it's by Greyhound Clubs Australia. Where did the um, initiative for that come from? Yeah, it initially came from our uh, executive officer at the time, David Simonetti, who's gone on to, to greater heights being on the board of RAWA now. But uh, Simo brought it to the, the uh, committee of GCA and we worked through the proposal over a fair bit of time and, and uh, basically it was had four aims. One was to regain some control of the, the narrative around greyhound racing. We've, we've uh, been subject to all sorts of... Uh, misinformation over the last few years and uh, it's time that uh, we get back on the front foot with that. Yeah. We want to be able to present the facts uh, in a way that makes sense to mainstream Australia so that you know we're not just talking to the people who are already in the industry, we're wanting to talk to people who are outside the industry, the you know, 90 odd percent who, who don't have an active interest in greyhound racing but have an active interest in, in animals and, and the welfare of animals. Uh, making sure that we've got those positive messages going out to mainstream Australia so they're not just inundated by the, the negative messages that uh, some lobby groups seem to uh, to thrive on, on putting out there. Yeah. And, again, trying to regain the, the trust with, with the general public and, and also all of our stakeholders. Yep. There is a lot of... Um you know, just from what I've found, I, I might be wrong, but there does seem to be a lot of, you know, I'll, I'll call them sort of against greyhound racing groups out there. So I think having or trying to have, you know, one obviously like this and then all all of ours that, that we have going as well, it's sort of our independent ones. I think it's sort of hopefully balancing it out a little bit because there does seem to be a lot that are against racing. Yeah, and that's the thing with with the internet and social media is you can you can put things out there and and they don't have to be a hundred percent fact and and people start to believe them and yeah. and we're just trying to make it, it very simple for people to to find the information to understand the information and then they can make their own judgments. Yeah, uh, you know we we don't treat everyone as as fools. Uh, people will, will form their own opinions, but we want them to form those opinions based on fact, not on on uh, misrepresentation of data and uh, all sorts of other emotive things that seem to to get into social media. Yep. What's the response been like um, in terms of, you know, messages that you have um, received through the social media pages? What's the what's the general um, yeah, response from people being like sort of inside and outside of the industry? It's interesting. Inside the industry, obviously, very positive to see that uh, that we're getting those messages out there. Uh, since we've uh, expanded the promotion of, of our website and also of our, our social media channels on, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, uh, we have had a few of the, the people who are against the industry come in and, and uh, make a lot of statements and, it, and it's been really pleasing to see those within the industry actually answering uh, what those people have been saying. And, you know, it's the opposite way around that uh, the... Uh, 
against groups, as I'd like to call them. I won't call them anything derogatory, but yep. those against uh, the industry uh, put their things out and then label people who write any, anything positive on their social media as trolls. Yep. Uh, we don't see that. We see that as, as people putting forward their, their views uh, as long as they stay within the boundaries of decency. Yeah, I think, um, you know, and I'm talking from my perspective as well, sometimes, you know, in the past I I have struggled at times when, you know, I've sort of been challenged by um, anti-racing people who are like, oh, you know, they'll state something and I'll sort of be like, oh, okay, well, where can I find the evidence that I know is out there to go back onto them? So I think this way, the fact that you guys are putting these, you know, just straight out facts out there, it does give pro-racing people not... You know, we don't want to be bantering back and forward with them, but if they say, oh, prove this or that, well, we can give them those facts now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, on the, the website, which is greyhoundfacts.com.au, uh, it's a really well put together website, easy to get around, and, and we'll be expanding the content on that as, as we get uh, further through the project. But we've got uh, a whole Q&A section there. We've got uh, some really nice personal stories on there that, that will continue to grow and, and a lot of good videos that uh, are aimed at debunking a lot of the myths uh, that uh, that happen around greyhound racing. Yep, and just for, like, obviously anyone out there that maybe hasn't um, or didn't know about the website, where um, where do you sort of, uh, you know, do you go to the governing bodies to get those, um, to get the facts to, to put together? Because obviously we see the little snippets that get posted on social media. Is that sort of how you um, you collate them all together? Um, most of it's been done via Greyhound Clubs Australia. We're, we're uh, trying to work with Greyhounds Australasia at the moment, which is the representative body of all the uh, uh, state authorities. And uh, we should be able to, to announce some news on that, hopefully, in, in December. Yep. What, um, what are some of the, uh, you know, obviously you guys have, have put a lot of great info out there so far, but what are some of the really key facts that you think um, are sort of really important for people to understand, whether they are inside or outside of the industry? Oh, basically that uh, we've put the welfare of the greyhound right up the front of, of everything we do and I, I think that's that's the the messaging that's coming out from from all of the states and it's very important that uh what is seen out there is actually what we're saying uh it, it would be fairly inappropriate for us to to say that they're our family and that we treat them well and, and have bad media uh from a few people who probably shouldn't be in the industry yep. uh doing the wrong thing but the, the main things that we're, we're trying to say is that the greyhound itself loves to run. All dogs love to run. Uh, the greyhound just does it really quickly. And uh, <laughs> if, if you see them see them at the track, uh, they're going out, they're wagging their tails, they're having a great time. And when they're finished their races, they're coming back and they're wagging their tails as, as well. And, uh, you know, we, we've spent a lot of money as, a, as an industry over the last few years on, on track safety and uh, race meeting safety and uh, some of the science that's gone in behind track design and track preparation and maintenance these days is, is world-class. And, uh, you know, I, I take my hat off to, to each of the states and, and the track staff who, who every day are out there preparing those tracks for the safety of the greyhounds. And, you know, the one of the other things is that uh, we love our greyhounds, that uh, they're, they're basically a, an extended pet. Uh, they're 
part of our family and the fact that they they race uh, is a is another thing that is a positive on their boat is you know, they love doing it their owners love them uh, and we have you know very very strong uh, welfare guidelines that that all participants have to follow by and I think that's that's a really important thing is that you know your your average Joe pet at home doesn't have the the same level of, of regulation and oversight as uh the greyhound code and the greyhound participants yep i think um i think something else that sort of um you know for me personally is something that i've tried to get out there a, a lot of people who have sort of contacted me in the past whether they you know are, are just fence sitters they don't you know they either you know they don't love the sport but they don't hate it either say oh you know when my uncle was da 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 he told me this and I try to reiterate the importance of how far the sports come and I'm talking as well from New South Wales perspective in the last six years how far you know we've progressed like you're saying you know um, track safety you know tracking of greyhounds you know the technologies available all that sort of stuff I've tried to reiterate to people yeah the sport's not where it was you know 30 40 years ago it's come so far now it's not what it maybe used to be in the past or what you know your uncle who used to have dogs when he was 10 or something told you yeah exactly and if you, you look across the whole of society uh, society evolves and and moves forward and and things that happen in in normal society 20 or 30 years ago don't happen now so you just look at things like the the me too movement um, and and the black Lives matters things that were commonplace in the past they're just not uh, kosher today they're not they're not uh, accepted in society and the same thing with greyhound racing we've we've evolved that things that happened back in the 70s certainly don't happen these days yep and i i saw something the other day sorry you'll have to correct me on the name um of it specifically is there new um greyhound australia rules coming out um yes. shortly so like i haven't i haven't had a chance to read through it yet but i i presume that would um that would be very specific around you know uh welfare and you know the stance on um you know making sure that dogs that um you know are, are taken to the racetrack are you know free of any substances and and the rest of it uh per se yeah and the the rules get tightened every year and obviously uh, after 2015 there was a, a real tightening of of rules around uh uh post racing life of greyhounds and and mm -hmm. that's just being extended even further with the the uh, evolution of the rules of which the the latest project is, is part of that puzzle yep uh, i was going to say too that i think the welfare aspect's probably the biggest thing that i've seen um i've seen evolve probably in over the last five or six years because you know the amount of people you know people that i work with come up and say oh you know i'm thinking about adopting a greyhound and that whereas you know 10 years ago they wouldn't even known what a greyhound is other than watching them maybe on sky racing every now and then so there it's um it's amazing how many greyhounds i actually see out you know out and about in society now which means it's good our message about how uh, lovely an animal they are um is getting out there to people yeah, and from first-hand experience, that message is really out there. Uh, I've got uh, one or two, sometimes three, hanging around my place that uh, we head down to the, the local dog beach and they watch all the other dogs running around slowly and they stay on their leads <laughs> happily. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, they wouldn't come back. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> there's, a, there's a community of people with, with greyhounds. In, I live in the Redlands down on, on 
the bay east of, of Brisbane. There's a community of people who have their greyhounds and, and you sort of acknowledge each other and, and tell stories about the, where your greyhounds have come from. And people that want to pat them, like one of them I've got, he's in his mid-40 kilos, so he's the biggest greyhound you've ever Holy seen. He stands dearly. out. <laughs> and uh, people come up and just say, what a magnificent-looking dog he is and say, is he a, a full greyhound? I go, yeah, just a big version of one. <laughs> and, they go, and he's a gentle giant, as, as most of them are. And, yep. and they say, oh, we've heard they've got such lovely personalities and their temperament. So the message about the temperament of the dog is, is really out there in mainstream society. So, uh, and, you know, every chance that, that people who have got one as a pet uh, or taking your race dogs out, just reinforce that message to people. It's amazing how quickly it gets around. Yep. Um, and I'm just looking at the Facebook page now. Probably, you know, one of the more common slogans I hear is, you know, um, I I rescued this greyhound. And I go, oh, well, where did you rescue it from? Oh, you know, a trainer gave it to me. And I said, well, you're not rescuing it, are you? It's it's retired. And, you know, the, the that retired, not rescue um line has become so important because it's, i think people have got the perception out there that they're rescuing them off trainers or owners and that and i'm like that's that's not that's not correct we, you're not rescuing them there's nothing wrong with them you, you know you're just rehoming them or retiring them and that's obviously a message that you know you guys are trying to get out there as well you know getting getting the wording correct getting people saying retired not rescued yeah and you know, there's there's no fault on people for for using the word rescue because it is is a commonplace amongst a, a lot of of animals that uh, they're called animal rescues because they're they're saved from uh, a, a fate that you don't want to think about. But you know, I've got a rescue goat and a rescue horse at home, so uh, I, I declare them as rescues because the the mare was heading off uh, to the knackery and the goat was uh, heading somewhere else, and they both ended up. At, at my place however with the the greyhounds that we've got people say are they rescues and i go no they're just happy retired athletes who uh decided it was time to become pets yep so yep. yeah and it's just it's just the way that that expression has has been through society yep. is you know we, we shouldn't take offense at it um it's more about people not knowing the term retired yep yep and for anybody that you know uh, hasn't heard about uh, the website or social media, there's a. It's, so, do you guys have a Facebook page? Are there any other platforms that the Greyhound Facts are on? Yeah, they're on Instagram and Twitter as well. Okay. So, yep. Um, basically, if you go to greyhoundfacts.com.au and then you can find the the links to the, the Facebook link. and Twitter in there, or if you're really good at searching those social media things, <laughs> you can. Head across and do that as well. Yep. Uh, but there's little buttons on the website that make it easy to, to join up and and uh, like that those pages and, and be updated on all the information. And there'll be more and more information coming out as the, the project expands. Yep. And if anybody's sort of got, um, you know, either any questions or maybe some, you know, good news, uh, you know, stories or, or you know, uh, articles of interest that may be of interest, you know, to you guys publishing. Are they are they okay to either email them or, or send a message through social media? Yeah, they can do that. Yep. Uh, so there's a contact us page on the website, or they can uh, message us via social media, and uh, someone will be able to to respond and take that story forward for them. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products.
You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.